With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. Welcome everyone to Too Good To Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject of today's show is angels. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We're only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names. We apologize. And neither of us have any experience of any paranormal investigation. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. Today's subject was suggested by you. Yes, it's a positive subject I've been looking forward to. If there are angels that come to our assistance, then we know that we are in good hands and we have a lot less to worry about. Yes, I think that many of us can look back at incidents in our lives and wonder where the help came from. Angels are immediately recognizable in art and literature. Michelangelo is supposed to have said, I saw the angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. The statue referred to was finished in 1495 while Michelangelo was still an apprentice. The carving of the angel holding a candlestick is situated in the Basilica of San Domenico, Bologna, Italy. There are lots of images of angels, either male or female, in human form but with large white wings, sometimes in different color robes. 
Michelangelo's beautiful carving certainly fits that description. I don't think we'll dwell on Michelangelo. I think geniuses are better left for another episode. But there are all sorts of stories about angels helping people out, sometimes in human form. Some believe that everyone has a guardian angel. Why don't we start with some definitions? That sounds easy, but there are lots of different definitions from lots of different sources. Here are some definitions from dictionary.com. One of a class of spiritual beings, a celestial attendant of God. In medieval angelology, angels constituted the lowest of the nine celestial orders. Seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominations or dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, or princedoms, archangels, and angels. A conventional representation of such a being in human form with wings, usually in white robes. A messenger, especially of God. A person who performs a mission of God or acts as a sent by God, an angel of mercy. A person having qualities generally attributed to an angel as beauty, purity, or kindliness. An intended or guardian spirit. That's a helpful list, and I think it covers most people's ideas of angels, especially in terms of the duties they may perform. Angels were on the lowest order of the nine, below archangels. But it gets confusing because all nine celestial orders are apparently forms of angels. I think we can simplify things. Author Doreen Virtue has published many books and videos about angels and talks about guardian angels, angels, and archangels. I think we can just discuss those three for now. From Doreen Virtue's website, here are three descriptions, starting with guardian angels. Quote, everyone has a guardian angel with no exceptions. I've met people who have doubted whether they deserve to have a guardian angel. Please know that you have a guardian angel with you, guaranteed. This is the angel who constantly stays with you from birth until your transition back to heaven. The angel's love for you is unconditional and bigger than anything on this earth. Your guardian angel makes certain you are safe and guided always, unquote. The next description is for angels, quote, These are beings of light who respond to our calls for guidance, assistance, protection, and comfort. God's thoughts of love create angels. The angels are here to help us, especially when our intent is to bring joy and healing to the world. Ask for as many angels as you want to surround you. Ask for angels to surround your loved ones, your home, and your business. Angels receive great joy at helping us, and they ask only that we occasionally remember to say thank you and gratitude for their help, unquote. The final description is for archangels, quote, these are the angels who supervise the guardian angels and angels upon the earth. You might think of archangels as the managers among the earthly angels hierarchy. You can call upon an archangel whenever you need powerful and immediate assistance. Since angels are purely spiritual beings, they have no time or or space restrictions. An archangel can help many people in different geographical locations simultaneously. So never worry about calling upon an angel because you fear that your need isn't big enough or that the angel might be busy. Your call for help is sweet music to an angel's ears. Because of the law of free will, angels and archangels cannot intervene in our lives unless we specifically ask for their help. The only exception to this is a life-endangering situation where we could die before our time. 
Otherwise, it's up to us to remember to constantly invite angels and archangels into our lives, unquote. That's, that's all very reassuring, if it's all true. So what is the difference between a guardian angel and a spirit guide? They seem to have similarities. Doreen Virtue addresses that question. Here is another quote from her website. Quote, guardian angels are sometimes confused with spirit guides. A spirit guide is a loving being who has lived upon the earth in human form. This person then received special training in the afterlife about how to become a spirit guide. The training emphasizes that the guide is not to interfere with your free will or make decisions for you. The guide is there to give you general advice, comfort, and at times warning and, and protection. Most spirit guides are deceased loved ones such as grandparents, siblings, beloved friends, and parents. Your spirit guide may have passed away in the physical life because you were before you were born. However, this loving being was there at your birth and has been with you every day of your life since. Just as you will always take an interest in your family's future offspring, so do the deceased family members whom we may have never encountered in physical form. Spirit guides act in a capacity of guardian angels in that they may bring many gifts to our lives. The main difference is that true guardian angels who have never walked as mortals upon the earth have a higher vibrational, a vibrating energy frequency. People who are empathic, who can feel the sensation of a spiritual presence, can tell the palpable difference between an angelic and a spirit guide appearance. Clairvoyants see that angel's aura is bright white, whereas a spirit guide's aura is not quite as bright and may appear as bluish white. Unquote. When I think of archangels, I think of the word archangel followed by a male name. For example, Archangel Michael or Archangel Gabriel. When I think of angels, there doesn't seem to be a name associated with an angel. It's just an angel. So why is that? I don't know. I believe that archangels and angels have no gender. Perhaps males typically have more physical strength and, and a male name many years ago may have indicated power. An 8th century pope was against angels having names as opposed to archangels, so that may be the explanation. Earlier we discussed angels being messengers or performing missions. Do you have any examples we can discuss? The problem is that there are so many examples. I found the website Angels Online where people have posted their stories since 1994. There seem to be too many accounts to read through all of them, uh, but here's a soldier's story. Quote, one night on guard duty, I was about to go to my tower to guard our compound in Pleiku, Vietnam. As I reached the door, mortar rounds were hitting our compound from every direction. The AOD, that's the administrative officer of the day, ordered all of us to our towers. As I walked under a building, a mortar round went off above my head. I only remember it is all I only remember is a crushing force hitting me and pushing me to the ground. What seems like a second, a white light covered me and I found myself under a bed in the guard quarters. The only way for me to get those hundred yards or so was my guardian angel took me from a point of death to a point of life, unquote. Here's another strange event. In 1991, I've not been long in my new house, just long enough that I had everything just about situated where and how I wanted it with all the appointments that made it my own. I had a steady job with, a good, with good pay and security. I had a new car, money in the bank. I had made a fabulous deal for the house 
which did not tax me in any way. I lay there perfectly content at bedtime with a lamp on. All was silent as I looked around at what I had accomplished for myself and thought about how nice it was and how I had not been in this been this content or, nor felt so secure for many years, perhaps even in my entire life of 32 years. Suddenly, without warning, an angel appeared in the corner of the room, standing as it floated and bathed in bright light and flowing white garment. The hair was bright gold and the eyes were like sunlight as it spoke these words. You're about to leave that all that you know for all that you do not. I think you will have to take us into the break, Justina. Yes, after the short break, we'll continue with this account of a possible angel and some other accounts. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? 
Find out more, Exxon Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you were talking about an account from the website Angels Online about an experience someone had in their house with an angel appearing in the corner. So can you please continue this quote and the situation? Sure. Um, I'll continue the quote. Then as quickly as it appeared, it was gone. And though this only took a few seconds, I jumped up in bed as it happened. Then it was gone. I sat there for a minute digesting the occurrence and got out of bed to examine the place where it had appeared. There was no trace of anything out of the ordinary. As I was fully awake before and after this happened, I could not suppose that I was half awake or awakened from sleep, or even that I was tired. So I did wonder if my mind was playing tricks on me. I laughed about it as, as I closed my eyes and went to sleep. It had taken me a long time and a lot of hard work to reach this point in life. I had no intention of changing anything. Yet the sequence of events subsequent to that apparition led me to abandon my job and my house and even the United States. In the next 10-year period, I found myself living in a foreign country, speaking different languages and conducting business in a total of 34 countries around the world. I never had such a thing happen to me before, nor has it ever happened again. It happened one night, and I have to believe it, because what the angel said was completely foreign to anything I had thought about or hoped to do, unquote. The first example appears to be of a guardian angel, while the second example appears to be of an angel being a messenger. I can understand the first example. Maybe it wasn't the soldier's time to pass. But for the second example, I don't know why the person needed to be given the outline of his life ahead, unless the person had to be made more open to change. Do you have any more examples? Yes, here's an example of a person coming to the rescue and disappearing. There appear to be many examples of those. Quote, about seven or eight years ago, one of my friends had a son that was saved by an angel. He'd gone out somewhere with his wife, so he had gotten a babysitter for his three-year-old son. Somehow the baby had gotten hold of a large jawbreaker and it became lodged in his throat. The babysitter found him only a few minutes later and saw that he could not breathe. Luckily, behind the house, there was an alley followed by a medical center. So not knowing what to do, the babysitter picked up the baby and started heading out of the back through the alley. After seeing that the baby had turned completely blue, she heard a woman's voice behind her. She said, give me the baby. I know what to do. She took the baby and hit him on the back, making the jawbreaker fly out of his mouth. The babysitter was so relieved, she grabbed the baby and hugged him. She then looked up and to, to thank the person that had helped the baby put baby, but she was gone. The woman in the alley was not anyone from any of the nearby houses, for the family had known almost everyone in the area. Unquote. Um, the next example is a rescue in a way, but what were the odds of the right person arriving just at the right time? Quote, about 10 years ago, my then 70-year-old mother was in Paris, France, and the lady she was with got drunk and subsequently both of them missed the flight back to Ireland. My mother, who is quite a simple countrywoman and a non-drinker, became extremely distressed 
as she is not an experienced traveller, was in France with a relative stranger who had arranged a trip. With a travelling companion incapacitated in a state of panic, my mother left the hotel and began to stop people in the street and asking them for help. She has absolutely no spoken French. Many people in the crowded Parisian boulevard walked on not understanding what she was saying, but eventually a well-dressed man stopped who could understand English and assisted both of them and their flights back to Ireland. He turned out to be a bilingual pilot from Air France. My mother was embarrassed and sheepish when she returned home and told the family about her experience as we had never met her travelling companion before and for all of her previous trips and visits had been well organised and prepared. She, was quite a she has quite a simple faith and believes that in France her guardian angel protected her from harm and then that, that divine intervention allowed that kind Samaritan stranger to come out of the sea of people to assist her. What are the chances of meeting by chance a pilot when you're in a foreign country and in trouble? Unquote. If there wasn't divine intervention, the lady certainly had the luck of the Irish. Uh, since 2008, all pilots and air traffic controllers have to be fluent in English, and most probably were before that. So maybe the French pilot speaking English is not surprising. Changing the subject, we haven't talked about angels and near-death experiences or NDEs. I came across a peer-reviewed publication in the Journal of Near-Death Studies by Dr. Craig Lungdale, Chair of the Department of Social Studies at the Western New Mexico University. Dr. Longdale concluded that angels are persons previously unknown to the subject of the NDE who serve as guides, messengers, or escorts during the NDE. Perhaps you could quote an example of an angel being present during an NDE or near-death experience. Here's a quote from neardeath.com. It is from an account by Donna Gatti. Quote, my first encounter with angels occurred in 1974. While undergoing a surgical procedure, the doctor made a mistake, cut an artery, and I lost too much blood to sustain life. As my physical body lay down on the operating table, I rose up and surveyed the situation. I noticed that the doctors and nurses were upset and were working desperately to save me. In my ethereal body, with my mental faculties and personality intact, I went nose to nose with each one and told them to relax, that I was okay, but they ignored me. Frustrated, I moved higher up, away from my body and began to fly. Gravity had no effect on me. Flying was natural and effortless, sort of like swimming underwater, but in an ocean of brilliant white light. During my near-death experience, two escort angels came to take me home. The account, the account continues. The nurse yelled, we're losing her. At the sound of distress, I was propelled upward. The farther I went up, the brighter the light became. Two cherubs appeared, one on either side of me, and we slowly drifted to the corner of the ceiling. We communicated through mental telepathy, which is faster and more efficient than mere word, words. They told me they were escort angels and had come to take me home. But before we could go, I had to look at my body I was leaving behind. She was 25 years old and in perfect health, except for the loss of blood and spirit. I determined that the situation was not serious enough, and in less than an instant, I re-entered re my physical body through the navel. I was back on earth and suffering from homesickness." Unquote. 
There is a fascinating account of an angel visitation on the same website, neardeath.com, about Dr. Frank Oski, a well-known professor of pediatrics. As a medical student, Oski was enthusiastic about the potential of modern medicine, but frustrated by the fact that children die of congenital defects that are beyond anyone's control. One night, he went to bed pondering the fate of a dying patient. Although he was doing his best, the child was not improving. He felt powerless to help and went to sleep wondering why this child had to die. About an hour after falling asleep, Oski was awakened by a bright light, one that shone in his room like a private sun. Oski could make out the form of a woman in the glow of the intense light. She had wings on her back and was approximately 20 years old. In a quiet and reassuring voice, the woman explained to the speechless Oski why it was the children had to die. The angel said that life is an endless cycle of improvements and that humans are not perfect yet. She said that most people have the secret revealed to them when they die, but that handicapped children often know this and endure their problems without complaining because they know that their burdens will pass. Some of these children, she said, have even been given the challenge of teaching the rest of us how to love. It stretches our own humanity to love a child who is less than perfect, said the angel, and that's an important lesson for us, end quote. The angel's visitation may well have helped Dr. Oski continue with his studies and not get despondent. That's a really helpful story and helped understand why some things are the, are the way they are. Most of the stories have been dramatic, but what if you could receive help from angels in less serious circumstances? The website askangels.com has a list of five ways to ask for help. Mentally ask for help, ask for help out loud, write your angels a letter, visualize angels with you, and angelic help and feeling. Here are examples from askangels.com of asking an angel for help. Angels, please help me to make healthy choices in all areas of my life. Or, angels, I'm hurting and need your help. Please step in and assist me. For asking for help out loud, obviously somewhere where you won't be overheard, overheard would be a good location, but somewhere pleasant in nature is suggested. Writing a letter to your angels might seem to be rather odd, but writing something down normally involves slowing down and organizing your thoughts. So it is probably not the letter itself, but the process in creating it that is important. Apparently, just visualizing angels is a means of calling in their presence. For angelic help and feeling, I'm going to quote from the Ask Angels website. The first way is when you're feeling challenged, angry, upset, etc. Allow yourself to fully feel the challenging emotion and then ask or simply imagine the angels taking the dense emotions and feelings from you and releasing them into the light. Then imagine they are being replaced with high vibrational angelic healing of divine love, light, and compassion. Witness and feel the shift. This is a powerful way to work with your angels. I'll continue talking about asking for help from angels after the short break. And you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xebn.net. Thank you. 
broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State certified occupational school training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments enabling international participation and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, Wish the headlines would just stop? It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churches Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. 
If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. N.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were talking and discussing about asking angels from help. And I was quoting from the Ask Angels website. So I'll continue. Next is feeling what you would like your angels to help you create. Say you would like your angels help manifesting a new job. Tune into the essence of what you want out of a new job and tune into the feeling it would create in you. Act as if and feel good about the new job you're creating as if you already have it. When you're fully in the vibration and feeling of having what you want to create, say, think, or just feel in your heart, angels, this is what I want to create. Thank you for helping me to fully align with it. End quote. I think it is a good idea to thank your angels before and after you ask for help. Besides being curious, besides thanking them, it shows a positive intention. I think we have time for one more story of an angel helping someone. Yes, this, is a st- this story is very interesting. It's from the website Angels Online. Quote, two years ago, my husband was visiting a construction site because he was a salesman that had just sampled a machine for this company. He knelt down to scrape some paint off the side of the machine that wasn't supposed to be there and didn't see the dump truck f- full of asphalt backing into him and crushing him behind the construction machine and the back of the dump truck. He was banging on the truck for it to stop, but he was getting pinned. He was yelling for someone to tell the driver that he was there. Finally, he saw an older man who motioned for the driver to stop the truck. Another minute and he would have been crushed to death. When he went to thank the man for saving his life, he was gone. In hindsight, he remembered thinking that it was odd that a man of his age was working on a construction site. His hips and thighs were badly bruised, but luckily that was it. Anyone who hears the story cannot believe that he is here to tell it. Two days after the accident, we received a Padre Pio statue. We know that it wasn't a coincidence. And a few weeks after, my sister went to a psychic and they told her that her brother-in-law was involved in an accident and he shouldn't be here. That Archangel Michael is the one that saved his life. We later found out that Padre Pio sends Archangel Michael to help when he cannot be there himself. So we know there was an angel intervention that day in April, the day after Easter, unquote. Who is Padre Pio? I think we mentioned him on another show. Padre Pio was a priest and mystic during his life. A mystic is someone with direct knowledge of spiritual truth. He was born into poverty in Italy in 1887 and died in 1968 leading a life of service to others. He believed that worry is useless and that nothing will happen that isn't for our greater good. But I think it's now time for the first question. Where did the image come from of angels having human form, but with large white wings? So that's how a lot of people have reported seeing the angels. So in the human context, they compare almost any beings they see to a human-like form. And the wings and everything came from very ancient texts and ancient different biblical texts and civilizations. So it is not a new form that angels have their wings. 
And it's also the characteristic of them having the white light, which signifies God and a positive being. So a positive creature directly from source. Are angels in nine celestial orders with seraphim at the top and archangels and angels lowest ranked? There are different ranks of angels, yes, but it doesn't always follow the same exact pattern. So there are rankings, but again, calling the angels different subgroups is something the human race came up with a concept. So there are rankings, but they don't directly have names for the most part. So yes, there are different angels that you can call angels, archangels, etc. But for the angels, it is not that they call themselves those names. Besides rank, what is the difference between an archangel and an angel? Just the level that they're at. So you can think of it as working your way up through the job and basically working from just an angel where it's kind of like a training program and then moving up in rank depending on what the angel has done in the past. Is an angel a messenger or a being who performs specific missions or a guardian spirit or more than one of those? More than one of those. So there's different duties that angels fulfill. Is there such an entity as an angel of mercy? Yes. Would that be an angel or archangel with a specific mission of mercy rather than a different category of an angel of mercy? Yes. Does everyone have a guardian angel that stays with a person from birth to death? Multiple guardian angels. How many guardian angels does a person have? So it depends on one's life path. So if someone has a very risky life path, meaning they put themselves in many situations or put themselves in harm's way, they may have extra guardian angels. But for the most part, it's between two to three for almost everyone. How does a guardian angel guide you? Is it through your intuition? So that's a combination of both spirit guides and angels. So the lines are kind of fuzzy about that. So it might be your spirit guide, but it also may be the angel watching over you. So yes, your intuition is influenced, but it's not always particularly by an angel. How does a guardian angel keep you safe? So obviously there's the life path that a person's on, and there are different situations that do come up which aren't completely on the path. So obviously the phrase is that it's not someone's time to pass away or it's not someone's time comes up with regards to this. So there's a planned death time and situation where a person will pass away. So they basically protect you from scenarios which are not aligned with the path. Is this done through intuition or are there signs? Both. So intuition for the most part, but also actually coming forward as an angel and being an ultimate protection barrier when it's extremely necessary. Do angels other than guardian angels listen to our call for guidance, assistance, protection or comfort? Yes. Do angels other than guardian angels generally help our family, home or business when asked? Yes. Will an archangel provide immediate and powerful assistance when asked? Not always. So again, if it aligns with the path, there may be some situations where it's necessary that an archangel actually does intervene, but not always. So that's the tricky line of humans learning from their own mistakes and correcting it versus getting extra help from God slash source. Assuming that an archangel is more powerful than an angel, 
Is that the only difference? Yes and no. So there are other differences, obviously, since archangels are more, you could say, specialized. So each angel has its own more unique features compared with angels, where they're more similar with regards to what their purpose is and what they do, but also obviously the ranking system too. Can only an archangel provide immediate powerful assistance for someone in mortal danger? No, normal angels can do that also. Do angels like to be asked for help and also be thanked for it? Yes, so asking for help is always positive. So doing this through any way. So speaking out loud, praying, even small things like doing small rituals with candles, whatever a person feels most, most comfortable with, and giving thanks is always appreciated. What is the difference between a guardian angel and a spirit guide? So the main difference is that a guardian angel is more reactive than proactive. So a guardian angel is more watchful, watching over, intervening when absolutely necessary. While a spirit guide is more in the name of a guide. So a spirit guide is more with the step-by-step -step things and the smaller things. So for example, if someone makes a financial decision, an angel will probably not step in. But a spirit guide is watching over, watching the path. So angels are more there for more life and death reasons. Well, spirit guides are there for more daily, different tasks. Are the auras of guardian angels and spirit guides as seen by clairvoyance different? Yes. What is the difference in their auras? So the auras for a guardian angel are usually white, pure source light, while spirit guides are more of a whitish, yellowish, even sometimes a blue tinge to them. So spirit guides are obviously still from source, so the pure white light, but their auras are just slightly different from the pure, pure white light of angels. Do all angels, including guardian angels, have names, not just archangels? Yes and no. So that's a complicated question since there are so many different angels. So archangels, because there are fewer of them, are actually easier to have names. But the thing is that naming is also a human concept, which makes it tricky since yes, an angel could have a name but it's not as relevant in the spirit world. Why did the Pope in the 8th century think that angels don't have names? Because they don't get called by their names. So since there's so many, to seeing angels is a lot easier than trying to discover thousands and thousands of different names. Was a soldier in Vietnam saved from a mortar shell by being moved about 100 yards to safety? Yes. What type of angel saved the soldier? Their guardian angel. Did an angel appear in the corner of a room and say to the person, you're about to leave all that you know for all that you do not? Yes. Did the angel's message help the person adjust to their new life traveling the world? Yes, and also avoiding a very possible incoming death, which needed to be prevented. Which type of angel visited the person? That was an archangel. Uh, did the angel in the corner take a form that would make the person believe that an angel was present? Yes, but we'll have to continue with the questions and the psychic insight after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. Mm -hmm. 
named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back to Too Good To Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and the psychic insight for the show Angels. So, Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Sure. Was the lady who knew what to do in saving the baby by hitting it on the baby's back an angel? Yes. Which type of angel saved the baby's life? A guardian angel. Was the bilingual French pilot who helped the lady from Ireland and her traveling companion get home from Paris an angel? That was a spirit guide. Can spirit guides take human form? In extreme situations, yes. Can angels be present during near-death experiences? Yes. Which type of angels would be present during near-death experiences? It really depends, but usually it would depend on the situation. 
So it might be an archangel or it might be a guardian angel or it might just be just a normal angel that their job isn't only to be a guardian angel. So it could just be an angel that decided to step in and help with the process. So it really depends on the situation. But it's usually whatever angel senses that a near-death experience is happening and it's not the person's time to go. So it's whoever can provide the most help the quickest. Is there such a thing as escort angels that help people arrive home when they die? Yes. Did, a, did an angel visit Frank Oski, explaining to him why some children die young and that there were reasons for that? Yes. Is life a cycle of improvements? That can be said, yes. Do handicapped children have the task of teaching us life lessons? Yes, and also to expand on that, to also be a very positive presence in many cases. Which type of angel visited Frank Oski? That was an archangel. Did the archangel help Frank Oski continue with his career? Yes, and helped resolve a lot of conflict within himself. Can you ask angels to assist you in making choices or improving your life? Yes, you can always talk to any positive beings to help. So God or source, whichever one you want to use. You can reach out to angels, spirit guides, any positive being, and everyone will be listening. Which method or methods is the most effective for communicating with angels? Whatever method a person feels most comfortable with. So each person is individual about that. So whatever belief system they have, everyone will still hear them. Did an older man appear and save the life of the salesman by yelling at the dump truck driver to stop? Yes. Did the man immediately disappear? Yes. Did Archangel Michael save the salesman's life? It wasn't Archangel Michael, but it was one of the archangels, yes. Did Padre Pio send the archangel to save the salesman's life? Yes. Is Padre Pio helping humanity from the other side? Yes, many spirits try to help from the other side. What can we learn from miraculous stories of angels taking temporary human form to save people's lives? The real takeaway here is that there are many different belief systems, obviously, and asking for help is something that anyone can do in any type of belief system. So angels do things that aren't logical, obviously. It's not logical that some type of spirit can take human form and save someone or something miraculous could happen. So it's very hard for humans to concept this, but the thing is the angels and other positive beings, it represents the good in the world. And it represents that even in bad times, there's still this positivity around and these lingering positive beings that are going to be there even in times of darkness. And it shows that miracles can and do happen. In the future, will people become more spiritual and believe more in angels? Yes, is the easy answer. And having some type of positive being watching over them is in a lot of belief systems. So a lot of people already believe in angels since there is proof. There are situations that nobody can explain where people were about to die, which obviously is the ultimate place for a human. So there's the death and the rebirth where the death is obviously something that is very tragic and something that provides proof when someone has a near-death experience. So angels can't be scientifically proven, 
No one really can get their hands on an angel and put it on stage or take a photo or have that proof. But there's a lot of proof in the near-death experiences and many, many stories out there. So it's always important to remember in the time of need, there's still going to be positive ones there for you, including the angels. Well, that was the final answer. I have to ask whether angels and other positive beings are too good to be true. That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, tonight's discussion was entirely positive. I'm really happy we have an episode on the subject of angels, which also branched out to other positive beings. I don't know why we didn't plan an episode on the subject months ago. We have covered subjects in the past that have been not so positive. We had to cover some less than positive subjects to really appreciate the positive subjects. Angels and other positive beings are important in understanding challenges in our lives and knowing that there is help for us. It's interesting that we have spirit guides and the departed on the other side, such as Padre Pio, that are looking out for us. I didn't expect that it was a spirit guide that helped the two Irish ladies get home from Paris. The best person to help would be a pilot, who would most probably speak English as well and know exactly what to do at the airport. Yes, you seem pretty skeptical about the entire story. Years ago, people didn't have smartphones and computers to help out with travel plans. So maybe the panic the lady must have been in was a little lost on you. Perhaps the moral of the story is relax, take a deep breath, and ask for help. But in the end, it was a wonderful, feel-good story. What do you have to lose by having a positive attitude? You're probably going to get help from someone. The number of stories of people being helped in life-threatening situations where the helper disappearing from the scene appear to be so large that a belief in angels seems entirely reasonable. There also seems to be the numerous accounts of angels within near-death experiences, including people that had no pre-existing belief in anything spiritual. Hopefully today's show means that there is more reassurance with angels and spirit guides watching over us. Changing subject, at the beginning we went off on a tangent a little bit, talking about a possible show on, a, on the subject of geniuses. But it would be great to have listener suggestions who they think a genius might be interesting to discuss. Uh, Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla, um, maybe some others come to mind. And in our, other, in our modern day, Stephen Hawking. But there are probably many others that aren't physicists. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci's life would be something I'd like to learn more about. I think that Stephen Hawking has shown us that physical handicap doesn't mean that the mind is impaired or that a person in a wheelchair should be treated any different than anyone else. His synthesized voice has become instantly recognizable with many different appearances in television shows. I mentioned that because we had heard earlier that handicapped children help humanity to learn and improve. I think that the personality of Stephen Hawking as the handicapped adult has helped. Nikola Tesla claims that his inspiration came from a core in the universe. Here is one of his quotes, quote, my brain is only a receiver. In the universe, there is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not penetrated into the secrets of this core, but I know that it exists, unquote. It sounds like positive beings may have helped him. It would be really interesting to learn more. So if you can think of a genius you would like to be included in a show, please go to our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with the first two spelled T-W-O and make a suggestion. There could be a pretty long list to choose from. 
we haven't mentioned famous composers like Bach or Mozart or famous authors like Charles Dickens or William Shakespeare. Were they helped from the other side or were they just geniuses? I think today that we learned that help is available to all of us. If you have an idea for a completely different show, that's that's fine too. We're, of course, looking for listener suggestions. If you don't want to hear about the ancient Greeks or ancient Egyptians, there is no better time to make a suggestion, since we know how much you like ancient civilizations, Dad. Yes, um, if you don't want to show on Easter Island and those stone figures, this is a great time to make a suggestion. We got a couple of ideas for upcoming shows, but after that, we're struggling a little bit for... Uh, for something that's um, a little different, let's say. Yes, yeah, so even if you think your idea is kind of out there, we would love to hear it since we're coming up with ideas and we love hearing suggestions of shows that people are very interested in since there's so many topics out there and it's sometimes hard to even limit it down and think of a specific topic to discuss. But I just want to make one note on today's subject is that when you do do the suggestions, it can be something positive, something negative. There's so many different branches. And so if you have another suggestion for something positive like angels, we'd love to hear it. Yes, and something positive great. Otherwise, we'll have something creepy suggested by you, Justina. Yeah, I unfortunately really like the creepy subjects, but having subjects like angels is kind of reassuring hearing the different accounts from people. And I think that's one point we made in today's show is that there's so many different stories. So we obviously didn't have time to cover even a small portion of all the stories out there since there's so many different stories of angels helping people. Yeah, I think we should mention uh, Doreen Virtue. We mentioned her website quite a bit. And we quoted her quite a bit. And I thought that um, the material that she has on her website seemed to be very consistent with the Psychic Insight. So I think Doreen knows what she's doing. What do you think, Justina? Yes, I think there's many different people out there that are studying these different stories and studying these positive creatures, which is amazing. I mean, it's very reassuring knowing that there is these positive beings out there helping us. But as we stated before, if you have any listener suggestions, just go to Too Good To Be True with the first two spelled T-W-O. And if you have any comments or personal stories on today's show. And as always, thank you so much to the listeners and stay tuned for next week's show. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com.
www.thepetshow.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.